So now I've got the recorder going. Okay. I am Kathy McWiggin. My position here at AST is Assistant Director in the Educational Issues Department. The background on AST, as you probably know, we're the second largest union, teachers union in the country. We serve about 800,000, we represent about 800,000 teacher members, and a tenth of our uh, membership is actually New York City. We also have large urbans represented in Philadelphia, Chicago, Baltimore, D.C. Typically, AST represents what you would consider a blue-collar town. We also represent rural and suburban teachers as well, um, but the bulk of our membership tends to be um, in, the, uh, in the big cities. At AFT, in the Educational Issues Department, we have a number of services. Uh, essentially, we are the teacher's division, and we work on public policy. We also work on professional development and different field services for our teacher members. We've had a professional development portfolio, which focuses on the fundamentals of teaching math, mathematics, and reading, generally at the elementary level. And we also have a course in managing antisocial behavior and what we call our educational research and dissemination program. It's been in existence for 25 years, and we've had enormous success in providing union-sponsored professional development. These courses are generally accepted as uh, graduate-level courses um, at different partnering universities throughout the country. They tend to be about 40, 45 hours uh, uh, coursework, and we train our trainers in a summer and winter institute. So really to, to go through a course of one of our ER&D programs takes, uh, takes either a semester or a year long. Our philosophy on professional development is not the drive-by workshops, but rather the intensive uh, research-based programs um, where, where, the, where a, a community of teachers comes together and, uh, and stays together um, and, and takes the research, implements it in the classroom, and comes back and talks about how it's influenced their practice. And that's basically our philosophy. Several years ago, we partnered with an online provider, um, Teachscape, of an online provider of professional development courses to co-develop some of our ER&D materials to bring them into the um, into a, a distance learning environment, and that really opened the box for us um, of how to provide these types of programs and services to our folks who may not be able to build what we've called the ER&D program. Um, it really becomes a cornerstone of providing uh, a service to our members, and we wanted to figure out a way to, to be able to, for those locals who, can't, who don't have the capacity to send trainers to our summer or winter, winter institutes or may not <coughs> have the relationship with the district to, to work together on professional development programs. So we started talking here uh, around how we might be able to broker uh, for services with other education-related organizations. Um, one statistic that I feel that we're, we're really lacking in is trying to understand how many of our members are members of NCTM, NCTE, NCSS, all of the, the content-related associations um, so that we can, you know, bring that into the discussion when we talk to talk to these folks because we don't have the capacity, nor do we want to have the capacity to be the content experts. We want to we want to work together with with those in the content areas and start looking at ways that we might be able to to 
work together on providing high-quality professional development that meets our philosophy, the research-based and, 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 and the community of learners. So um, <laughs> that's a long way around um, one of the projects that I'm working on. I was hired about three years ago to manage the, um, the, online, the development of the online courses. Um, and, and I won't go into the reasons why we weren't able to, to penetrate out into, into our locals. Um, but it really, like I said, opened our way of thinking of how we should be providing these types of services uh, for our teacher members. And so this summer, we worked on a program. Its title is T-Source and really starting to look at providing a site for teachers uh, around uh, professional, um, professional resources, professional development. It's not necessarily online courses, uh, but we were trying to look at providing an area where teachers could come and get resources they needed fairly quickly to help them in the classroom. And our first level was really focusing on the basics of classroom management. We geared it towards the new teacher, um, towards those, uh, and perhaps towards the younger teacher um, uh, who may be very comfortable um, uh, communicating and retrieving information in this environment. So uh, we launched that in uh, July, um, had a big back-to-school push, and uh, we're t taking a look at the next steps. The idea here is to start building a community of, of learners. And there's a couple databases that I'm interested in building around this. And this is why your article resonated with me. Um, because I, as I think about the database, it could be something much larger and much more robust than, I'm, than we're capable of doing. Um, and there's a number of, of, of services that I am trying to think about providing in this. One, with a, with a T-source project, the way that an end user comes in, however he or she comes in, there is, in order to access the, the interactive and the community, eventually the community areas will be to go through a, a registration process. We don't lock, we, it's not that um, that we want, uh, it's not only just for our members, it's for anyone who wants to join. Um, uh, um, and, and in that area, what we would like to do is to build out the discussion boards around, you know, right now looking at classroom management and then starting to look at phasing in some of the content areas. But what I've been thinking about is I'm going to build a database of websites for teachers that talk about professional uh, resources for them, not necessarily uh, everything, but talking and allow them to rank those, uh, uh, rank those, um, and then and offer feedback on them. Exactly what you talked about in the in the article, um, and and allow that to be the basis of then starting to look at different uh, applications in the classroom or uh, different uh, packages that are sold to. Districts, you know, uh, the teachers can tell you best about the the different reading programs. They can tell you best about the different math programs that are coming from the publishers, um, and allow a place for the teachers to connect teacher to teacher. Leave us out of the conversation um, as as 
policy people or as the, the national dictating, but really allow for that organic approach um, um, for them to reach out to one another. So, so you know, I, I'm just at the at the you know, like I said, this this T source site that we launched is a sliver of what what we've been talking about. What what's really you know what I'm trying to articulate to, to some folks around here about what we should be thinking about in providing services to teachers. And again, I'm because I work for AFT, I'm, I'm thinking about our membership and being mm -hmm. able to provide that as a as a member benefit. Of course. Um, so so you know you can, and I'm sure that the other content areas are looking at that as well. But you know, and looking at there's no sense in reinventing the wheel. Something is already in a planning stage. You know, is, is it possible for us to be part of that conversation? Um, you know, and what can we do to assist, influence, help? You know, sure. work together. I don't know. I you know, I don't know if there's if there's overlap here. But like I said in my email, I was just enormously excited um, about what you laid out in that article. There's a couple of things that are influencing my thinking as well. I was at a if it was the NET conference or if I was at the NSBA T plus L conference. Okay. Um, but I heard someone, and I can't recall his name. Um, uh, he's, I, I want to say, a professor at a university in, uh, I don't know if it's UCLA, but he called the teacher unions out by name in his presentation. He was talking about a library of, uh, developing a library of best teacher practices. The video base. Okay. Um, uh, and I again, I, I apologize. I know he used to be involved with Lesson Lab a long time ago. Okay. Um, but as he was talking, you know, the bells and, and, and light bulbs were going off, and I thought, oh my gosh, he's exactly right. I think about the resources that NBCT, the National Board Certified Teachers, have, and you know, the 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 videos that they receive. And, and I, and I just keep thinking if there's some way that we can start digitizing and 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 being able to allow new teach and I guess my perspective on this is thinking about how to aid the new teacher okay um, in his or her practice so that they if, because the one thing that we hear from teachers all the time is that they don't have time to see another teacher practice yeah. um, and if they had that if they if they had some kind of visual that allows them to say, okay, and, and I think about the wealth of resources that are out there, but it's coming together with all the groups because that's not just AST. It's 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 teachers around the country. Yeah. Um, and so I guess that was the the beginning of my thinking of well, how how can you how can we start providing these types of of services to teachers while at the same time Thinking about it at a at a at a for our members, but thinking about it at a bigger level, and you know where are the places that have the the, the content that we're looking at? And again, we're thinking about the practice, not necessarily the content. But at some point, the content is infused into this conversation because you have to start cataloging it. Your analysis of the situation, I think, matches ours. Yeah, yeah, and so you know. 
before I go and build, a, you know, one more, yet one more thing, you know, how can we think about it in the way, you know, if I approach my IT department and I say, well, I want to build out this database, but I also want to infuse, you know, I think about it as a CNET for teachers. Yeah. So that they can, they can rank, they can say, um, you know, give their advice, give their feedback, um, but, you know, we can start with websites, but it's a sophisticated tool that we have to build out because we're thinking down the line of other products and services. What happens is the information is siloed. It's in vertical silos. In an ideal world, what you'd want is a reputational system that would go across silos. And the other thing that we've noted is that there's a tremendous empty shelf phenomenon that you get. A lot of these social systems that people try to develop have a rating component. Mm-hmm. But but what happens is you don't get enough people initially to write, and then when people come in and see that there's one post and no reply, it inoculates them against coming back to the system. But I think also, in my experience, before I came to AFT, I was at the National School Boards Association online community building project around local school governance issues. It was a heavy lift, <laughs> and we learned some important lessons. Uh, one, I think we were ahead of the curve on that. It was a grant sponsored by the AOL Time Warner Foundation. But two, I think we found out that what we were segmenting is is uh, too much of a specific uh, community. Uh, it was artificial, um, and and we had success in some districts and not so much success in in others. There are a number of reasons around that, and one of the things that I look at. As we build out discussion and community, even among our membership, it's a, it's a, when you can when you can segment the content, when you can segment the, the the information that is coming at the user based on who they are. So if I say I'm Kathy McGuigan, I'm a high school English teacher. I teach at you know such and such a school and. Um, you know, then my my area is populated with the with the databases and the resources that may be relevant to me, so that I don't have to troll through all of the the social studies or the the math or the, you know I don't get overwhelmed. Yeah. Discussion that happens or the ratings that happen are things that are relevant to me, so that I don't have to search for it. Um, and I think that in I mean I'll just be perfectly blunt here. I don't think anyone listening to this would be surprised by this, but this is a different approach for a union to take is allowing for this organic approach, uh, and it's it's something that we've spent a lot of time discussing. That makes a little, um, and that makes some people uneasy because the message may be a little different than than the one that we we want to distribute. And getting back to the, the ranking thing, one of the, the next steps that I'm working on with the, the T-Source project is to bring together educators from around the country, and I'm looking for a cross-section. Now, I'm limited in the number of, of people that can, that can join this advisory group, but what our next phase is, is trying to take a look at the different content areas out there, mm-hmm. thinking about a review process, now, the review process for different products and services based on content areas would go would would be far greater than this advisory group, but this advisory group would be made up of, of teachers, um, and uh, and we would we plan to figure out a way to look at the review process. And again, right now we're thinking about web-based 
probably web-delivered um, products and services. Mm -hmm. Again, as we build the system, thinking further down the line of how do you infuse some of the other related things out there. So, um, I don't know, that's just another thing to keep in mind if it's, if it's, a, if it's a group that you all want to touch base with and put that into the, the, the expectation. Now, is, are, have you all discussed funding for, for what you're attempting to do? You know the table about stone soup? <laughs> yes. Well, that's our business. Okay, I got it. Have you got any thoughts on that matter? No, but I, you know, I, I think once you get to that area, I mean, there's, there's certainly, um, I, I think that some, that there would be a number of, of um, places that would be interested in something like this. Um, and assisting with something like this. And um, I, I'd have to turn it over in my head a little bit more. Okay. Um, you know, and just think about some of my contacts. One of the other things that I, I want to let you know that's coming out, AFT and NEA collaborated on a, a, a survey around um, uh, technology in the classroom. And we're getting, we'll probably be getting preliminary numbers um, this, uh, either this week or next week. Um, and the data, what I was interested in, NEA will probably produce some kind of publication around it. What we wanted to do is take a scan of public schools um, and talk to teachers and paraprofessionals. Um, I was interested, when we collaborated with them, at the time I was working on um, professional development for technology integration mm -hmm. um, in the classroom, and I wanted those numbers to inform some of the, the needs that are out there. Okay. Um, you know, a lot of schools are still spending time on showing you how to use a Word document and PowerPoint, and it's not about that. It's about infusing the, the exactly what you're saying, the media, the content into, um, into the, the practice. Um, so... Um, but anyway, you, you all might be interested in those numbers that are, you know, that are going to be coming out this fall. We'd be very interested. There's actually a program that's out of Washington State. It's called the Teacher Leadership Project, and it's a it's a it's a professional development program that meets our philosophy of, well, not necessarily research based because there's we're lacking tremendously in research around this field. Uh -huh. um, but it is something that is uh, it's not a drive by. Uh, Professional development program. It's just not a workshop. It's, it's. I think it's a 40-hour program, and it talks about. It, it's the first program that I've seen that really talks about how do you integrate the technology into the lesson and the planning and the the in what you're actually doing. Um, and they touch about touch upon content. Um, it might be worth taking a look at um, as you're you know trying to think about. Um, you know, some, some of the things that are out there. It is the one program that I found that, it, you know, it was the one that I could bring back to, to AFT and say this really um, um, it, it is very good. It's, it's, you know, it's one of the best out there. Okay. But it has a limited reach. Um, I think Texas and Louisiana have accepted it as their um, technology requirements okay. um, for teachers. Um, but you you might want to get in touch with the the proprietor there. Her, I mean, it's a nonprofit. It started as a um, I forget what they call the the, the collaborative groups in or the um, coalition uh, groups in in the state of Washington. But it came out of 
um, it came out of a, a, I don't know if it's a Microsoft or if it was a grants uh, uh, a Gates Foundation grant. One of the things that I have on my list of things to do is I, I have a, I've built a database of just even the associations we want to reach out to. Some of them are represented on your uh, in your group. You know, some of the agencies that have been working with you, and and uh, you know, the, there is some cross sections there. The first one of these, someone named Fleischman, who was a deputy director. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Came to the first one, but as we went forward, our core constituency was really the teacher educator groups, and we didn't have a compelling reason. Right. But I think we have one here. Yeah, yeah, and I can see where that happened. I mean, Steve Fleshman, um, um, he, I think, understood this, but he has left. And, yeah. And um, things really um, dropped after he he departed from AST on, on this kind of front. I think we're just starting to 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 move forward again. It's just amazing the amount of content that is out there. Oh, I know. I, I my my even though I was certified high school English, <laughs> I wish I was certified high school social studies because uh, you know I, I don't know why for whatever reason I'm just drawn to it. That's the first content area that I'm looking at because it's a service we don't provide as a as a national organization. Like I said, we focus on reading and math, instructional strategies, but we really don't focus on science or social science, and I am always amazed at the high level of interactive and content that is out there for social studies teachers, and trying to, you know, herd it all together and, and put it into a place in a, in a system that's usable for teachers is something that fuels me. I don't know how much we should tackle, I think that's the other part of this, yeah. because I don't want to be one of the silos. So, um, and I, I am very big believer in collaboration. So, um, you know, if, if there's other work that's going on that we can help, that we can, you know, put money or effort into, you know, I'm happy to, to talk about it. We don't need the glory. We just need the help for our teachers. I'm going to copy after this call John Mergendaller, the executive director out at the, the Buck Institute. Okay. We're planning to have a follow-up conference call to just hash over what we think the outcomes of the leadership retreat were? I spent some time looking at the, I mean, not that I got a whole lot out of it, but I did look at the blog from, you know, some of the conversation that was going on on the blog around that. There were a couple of background papers, one by Jason Rabbits. Yeah, I, I, I got halfway through that yesterday. Jason, as you've gathered, he's more of a, a research guy. There's just a lot going on in this area currently. Yeah. You'd be welcome to join us for that conference call. And let me, let me, I'll, I'll just also throw this out there. Um, because we're also a political organization, if you want to wait and talk with the, your group before you invite me in, I completely understand that as well. You know, whatever protocol you have, I'm happy to try and go through. I think getting you and John Mergendaller in conversation with one another would be very productive. Okay. That'd be uh, perfect. I think the two of you would wind up having something to say to one another. Okay. Good. Uh, well, I think... I think that's that's great. Okay. Uh, well, thank you for sharing this. It was very... I, I appreciate you taking the time and talking with me. Yeah. I'm, I'm a doer. Like I said, when I saw your article yesterday, I just was so pleased to see some of what I've been thinking about articulated because I, I, I really have a difficult time trying to explain what's needed. 
we thought one of the best ways of surfacing to people who have been spending the last decade of their lives thinking about this would be to start a conversation and hopefully they'll, six degrees of separation start to work and they'll surface and we can go from there. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thanks. Bye-bye.